Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along today with us today. As we get into the Word of God and talk about it, and have you ever wondered why faith is so important to God? Students on campus say to me, you mean you think I'm going to hell just because of what I believe? And somehow they see this whole area of faith as nothing more than like they get the wrong answer on a test. And they think that somehow God's going to send people to hell forever just because, like on a test, they got the wrong answer. They contend they're good people, they're decent people, they've never hurt anybody, a little bit self-righteous at times. But in making that claim, they think God is being picky, God is being unrealistic, unfair to punish a person just because they got the wrong answer on a test. Well, today I'd like to answer that question and talk a little bit about why faith is so important to God. We see in Hebrews 11 that God says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And And that the one who comes to God, everyone who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Without faith, you can't please God. That's revolutionary to a lot of people. They think that all of our uh, acceptance by God is based on how good we are, what good things we've done, have we, have we done the things we ought to do, are we the type of person we ought to be, and they don't, understand, they don't understand why is faith so important, why would God put so much emphasis on faith? And I think to understand this, we need to go back to the very beginning of time, back to the, the Garden of Eden, where we see something that happened here. Let's read this story real quick from Genesis chapter 3. Pardon the, if, you, if you're seeing on the thing, it's not Genesis 31, it's Genesis 3, verses 1 through 7. Now the serpent, now who is the serpent, by the way? We read in the book of Revelation, the serpent is the devil, Satan, our enemy. And it says that the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. That's important to realize, first of all. The serpent is crafty. Our spiritual enemy is, he's foolish in that he thinks he's got more power than God, but he's he's smart in other ways. He's crafty. He's, He's a liar. He can lie and he's very persuasive. And you've got to understand this, my friends. Our spiritual enemy is persuasive. Have you ever bought something you shouldn't have bought? Invested in something you shouldn't have invested in? Have you ever been fooled, tricked by by someone? Well, let me tell you, you've never encountered anyone as crafty, as tricky, as deceitful, as fraudulent as the serpent. And if you don't understand your own uh, susceptibility to being deceived by him, then you're in big, big trouble. I run into students all the time that think they're smarter than the devil. They think they're smarter than God, for that matter. They think that their mind and their logic can figure everything out. They think that they're basically infallible. It's a, certainly a source of a type of pride that thinks I can trust in myself, in my own understanding, in my wisdom, in my knowledge, in my logic. And so they they are susceptible. They If we don't flee to God and seek God and, and, and ask God for help, we can be easily mistaken. Indeed, the whole world has been deceived by the evil one. 
We must be humble before God. We must acknowledge our own capacity to be tricked and ask and, and be people of faith to trust God. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Back to the story. The serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said you shall not eat from the tree of the garden? And the woman said, From the fruit of the tree of the garden we may eat. But from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said you shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. Now, first of all, we realize that a big mistake has been made here. Don't you make this mistake. Eve entered into a discussion with the serpent. He was, he was uh, talking about this in a way, and by the way, at first it didn't seem that dangerous, but you look back and he was setting a trap for her. He asked what seemed like a very innocent question. But as she engaged with him, he set a trap and she was about to walk into it. Be careful about engaging in those. Be discerning. Be understanding of the people who are trying to undermine your faith in God and his word. Lest you too walk into a trap, as many, many people have. Eve is not alone in this. Indeed, I encounter people, every day I'm on campus, I encounter lots of people who've fallen into his traps. Let's continue the discussion. The serpent said to the woman, you surely will not die. He directly challenged what God says. He directly opposed what God said. For God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God, knowing good from evil. Now, of course, the devil was telling some truth here mixed with some lies. The law, the truth gave it credibility. The lies gave it death, gave it judgment. The lies were evil. She should have walked away at that point. She should have been out of there. She should have said, I want nothing to do with you and left and fled. The Bible says we should flee temptation. There is a time to contend earnestly for the faith and there's a time to realize I shouldn't even be here. Sometimes in pride, we think we can stay and, and battle and fight and we shouldn't. There's a time to flee. There's a time to say, I have nothing to do with this. You're not receptive. You're not open. You're not listening. This is not, it's not going to go anywhere. And in humility to God, I refuse to subject myself to this discussion. I've seen many people who won't do that and they end up walking into a trap. Be very careful. Be very careful. So that continues on. Look what happens. After this discussion, God had said, you shall not eat of the tree. The serpent said, God's lying to you. That's not true. God knows that if you do that, your eyes will be open. He was challenging the word of God, challenging the character of God, the goodness of God. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, so she saw something. Her eyes told her something. And indeed, the tree, it looked like it was good for food, and there was probably some good-looking fruit on there. And that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise. 1 John chapter 2 talks about the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And that's kind of what we see these three things here were appealing to her. She is being tempted by what she saw. It was a light to her eyes to make one wise. She took from its fruit and ate. She also gave, she gave also to her husband with her and he ate. 
Then the eyes of both them were opened and they saw they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. Remember yesterday we saw how we walk by faith, not by sight. God had told them something. Satan told them something different. With her eyes, it looked like, well, it looked like Satan had a good point here. It looked like the serpent was onto something and made a choice, made a decision. It was a terrible decision. We do this so often in our day-to-day, do we not? We know what God's Word tells us. We know what God's Word says, but we trust in other things. And this is such a battle because in our day and age today, we try and figure out, how do I know what's true? This is a big thing in college. How do I know? It's called epistemology. How do I know what the truth is? And if in life, we are disregarding the revelation of God and the Word of God, and we're trusting in our own logic and reason and thinking. And this is tough because God gives us this gift of logic and reason, but it's got to be submitted to God. It can never be exalted above God. If we are humble, then God can make our mind work well and logically and reasonably and think things through. But if we exalt ourselves above and listen to the voice of the tempter and and put ourselves in a position of judging the word of God... Oh my goodness, the serpent's crafty then and he was crafty now. And I've seen so many people fall away from the faith because they approach the word of God, not with humility, to place myself under its authority, but to place my own logic and reason above the word of God as now a judge of the word of God. We've spent the last three weeks talking about creation evolution. People can be so deceived by this. The word God tells us what he did. The serpent is crafty. The serpent doesn't, you know, these people who tell us God didn't really create you. It didn't happen the way the Bible says. It's not like they have, you know, terrible, bad arguments. They're crafty arguments. They're arguments that make sense in so many ways. And we've got to decide, what do I believe? How do I understand what's true? Do I exalt my own understanding? Do I exalt what I see with my eyes? Or do I say, wait a minute, God, I trust you. And when we do that, you know, Jesus said in John, he said, if you believe, you will see. We like to say, if I see it, I'll believe it. God says, you believe it, and then you'll see. This is why faith is important to God. We must believe first. We must come to God in humility, in faith first. And when we come to God in humility, he opens our eyes to see things that we'd never see if we're not humble before the Almighty God. This is so important. Faith matters to God. Why? Because the big fall that we that Eve made, that Adam made, that you and I make, is we, we believe the lie of the serpent rather than the truth of God. And in essence, that means we call God a liar. That what God has told us and what God has said in his word, we don't believe it, we don't accept it. We're calling God a liar. I've often said on campus, what's the worst sin on this campus? It's not the porn. It's not the fornication. It's not the LGBT. It's not the, it's, it's not, you know, so many things that we think of. It's that we call God a liar. That when God says something, we don't believe it. We say, well, if you don't believe what God says, in essence, deep in your soul, you're saying, I don't trust you. I don't believe you. The God who's faithful and true, we're saying, no, you're not. I'm smarter than you. I've got to figure it out. 
You're not right. And that, my friends, is an offense to the Almighty. I think it is the greatest sin on campus. Father in heaven, we thank you and bless you today for the word of God. Thank you you've not left us in the dark. You have allowed us to know what is true. You've given us this book that is true, and we're grateful and we thank you for it. We pray we'd have great faith because we know that without faith, we can never please you. We thank you that you have not required us to be perfect. You've not required us to do everything right because we would have failed. You've not required us to be wealthy. You've not required us to be smart. You've not required us to be anything but humble and trusting. That's what you say, Lord, that we just need to trust you. And Father, we confess that we have a spiritual enemy who's powerful. He's crafty. He's a deceiver, a schemer. And so often he's tried to get us to doubt you and doubt what you say. And Father, sadly, we confess sometimes we've fallen into his traps. We ask your forgiveness. We pray, Father, we would be people who who are convinced that you would never lie and we would trust you and we'd stake our lives on it, Lord. I know we believers, we say we've staked our eternity on it, on your truthfulness and faithfulness. Help us to stake our lives here in this earth, on this life, on the truthfulness of God. We thank you. You are faithful. We thank you. We can trust you. We thank you. You are true. And we love you. Today, this day, help us to walk in faith. Help us to please you because we believe you, that we have the faith of a child to say, I believe you. And thank you, Lord, that when we believe, you open our eyes. We see things differently. And we see things that others don't see, like like Elijah's servant who saw the things of God that he did not see before you opened his eyes. We pray, oh God, open our eyes to see the truths. They're real. You're there. We believe you exist. We believe you reward those who seek you. And we love you today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, don't you love the word of God? I sure do. It's rich. It's powerful. It's living. It's active. And I'm so glad to be able to bring it to you every day. If you're new, welcome. I hope you come back and join us every day. This is a community we're here every day. And we believe that we can get into the word of God and it can build us up and strengthen us. And we need it because we are in a world where the crafty one will try and get us away from the word of God. And he's more, just like with Eve, he's more crafty than we give him credit for. And so many of us are get on the wrong path more than we realize. So if you're new, welcome. I hope you like the video, subscribe, hit the notify button, leave a comment and share with your friends. The same with those of us who are here regularly. Like the video, leave a comment, say hello, share it with your friends. So until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with grace. Might you and I be those who walk by faith that we might please our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I love you guys. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.